Alright, welcome to the podcast, Cooper. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, man. How are you Delayed doing? start there. Oh, yeah. you know, we're getting there. Alright, sweet, bro. So, you've been really getting into your photography lately and actually probably hammering on social media. So, um, let's go how you started, start off with how you started with that. So, with photography, I started off just taking photos in nature. And then from nature, I started building up like a portfolio through using TFP models which stands for trade for prints yeah. so it's like free shoots and everything but i actually got through that through a friend of mine who was a model who helped me actually get into the industry like mm-hmm. she's helping a lot and now i've started to build up a portfolio now i'm just look at doing some paid work yeah because you just went recently down to sydney and do a couple of shoots and that yeah i was down there i did uh two i did three shoots while i was down there mm. it's pretty all right so how did you um say organize people for down there so I use, um, there's a lot of uh, like Facebook pages that you use, especially in the modeling and photography industry that really helps. Mm. Mm. So, um, I kind of went stuck there. <laughs> um, so like what equipment do you mainly use for that kind of, like for your photography and that, all the editing programs? So majority of the time, like I have my camera and then editing wise, I use Lightroom majority like I'm predominantly Lightroom and then I use Photoshop in the back end of it if I want to do like a crazy like overlay of like different images where there's I'll throw like four or five images into one and it'll be good but majority of the time I use Lightroom but a big thing with Lightroom is if especially on laptops you can't just use like the little trackpad you have to actually buy a mouse it's fucking annoying (laughs) Because there's so much time and effort that goes into editing. So, like, let's say even like with video editing, even watching my sister, it's like so many hours, but no one sees the process of that. Yeah. And that's what the bit that costs the money is when we actually shoot. Yeah. So, like, it's crazy. So, you, like, you get, you have like a history on like Lightroom and Photoshop, like, shows you all the edits you've done. And one time I went past, did the basic settings, like the color corrections and everything. And I looked, and there was like 20 edits already put onto the photo, and it tripped me the hell out. I was like, 20. I was not expecting that. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, so much time too, because you do like contrasting and that kind of stuff. Yeah, I do a lot of like color correction, mm-hmm. contrasting, skin correction, spot correction, a lot of like background highlights. Yeah, <laughs> I'll get yeah I'll get you to explain I guess the editing side of it because not too many people know too much about that like probably go more in depth or like how do you from taking the photo all the way to the end product. So taking photos like a quarter of the job. Yeah, editing the photo is the hard part. So I spend say I take about eight hundred photos. I spend a so I go I have a three step stage thing. So I go look through the photos. Then I go to stage two, which is the photos I want to edit. From there, then I edit the photos, and that's stage three. Stage three, depending on how many photos, but if you're looking like about 30 to 40 photos, looking easily two hours, three hours, depending on how hard you want to work, depending on how easy it is. Not so much. It wouldn't be easy. It'd be more so how to, like certain images require more and other images don't which I sometimes get tri- tripped out on. Because it'll be no more than about like a minute or two in between different photos, but one needs slight touches, the other one needs heavily touched, which is so crazy. Because it comes down to all the lighting, yeah. and stuff, what kind of photos or effects you kind yeah. of been using. Yeah, like I've done, I've taken photos while being on like a trip over at Noosa, 
and everyone's like, oh, the sunset's going. I'm like, all right, let's get some motion in it. And they're like, oh, no, I'll be up there for a while. I'm like, I'm like, nah, do the photo now. Within 15 minutes, lighting and everything just changed. Everyone's like, holy shit. Mm. Yeah. Because the lighting changes real quick, especially like when you're like dawning from like dawn or sunset. Yeah. And then you know, like, you have to, to get that perfect moment. It's quite hard. Yeah. It's hard to get in that actual thing with like, all trying to get everything else in play. Mm. So like, what's your main end goal or like something you're aiming towards work for like this year with your photography? With this year? I think my end goal for this year would be to actually make photography my primary source of income, mm. which is which is going to be really hard because, like I say, my parents ask, like, why are you doing all these photos for free? But I can't just walk up to someone and be like, all right, give me $300. You don't know what you're going to get, but, but here. So this is why I do a lot of these TFP shoots because yeah. it builds up my portfolio and they actually, so people actually kind of get a gist of what I can do. Because building a portfolio up, like even like with me doing my stuff, like it, you got to like spend like a couple of months or even with years to build that portfolio up before you can go charge that yeah. X amount of dollars, which people don't see that side of it, how much muscle mm. you have to put in. Yeah, people don't see all the research and everything. Like there is like countless, like I, I've been using Photoshop for probably, no not Photoshop, Lightroom for probably about, for easily, easily over a year and right, and like, I'll go watch like a video on how to do a certain edit and I'll look at it and I'll be like, far out, there's like a new little tweak that you can do that I never knew, which would have saved me five, ten minutes each photo, which is crazy. Because I didn't see like the hours and hours of research you have to put in to go to sit on that YouTube for like watch a tour for an hour and you're like sitting there with a notepad writing dot points. Yeah. Like more so with your stuff, you would have to do heavy research, wouldn't you? Yeah. You have to actually look into it. Mine, not so much. Because like mine's pretty straightforward because it's all, because mine's all just there in front of you. Where yours is, you actually look at doing like you actually have to look at different mindsets, different attributes, and everything. Yeah, I guess that's like kind of the hard bit of what I struggle with. Because like you actually have to have a lot of the research to back up of what you're saying before you come out of it. Yeah. Otherwise, you get those people that come out and sort of ridicule you for it. I guess with photography, you don't. Because you're doing it so much behind the scenes, yeah. it's not so straightforward. Yeah, like a lot of people in the photography scene are very supportive. Mm. Like a lot of people will notice that you're like, say your photo's not up to like a professional standard, but they will still they won't put you down for it. They'll just be like that. They'll just be like, oh, maybe look at that. Like everyone's very supportive, but like with your industry that you want to get into, I feel like you if you don't have the research, someone's just going to come through and just say you're just some random person saying some. Like philosophy, that's not true, but that, but that's like the hard part about it. Yeah, it's kind of hard too because there's so many like courses now that you say you can come that life coach, you can come like this and like you know X amount of days. But these people just rock up to these courses, be like, yeah, I feel like doing this, and then you get your certificate at the end of the day. But they've actually haven't done any years of research or yeah. actually self development on themselves. There's a scene that's popular now and just jumping onto the bandwagon. Yeah. yeah. I went to like a business like coaching thing like probably November last year and there was so many people there that had no idea what they're talking about and they're like I'm not sure if I want to do this and like stuff like that and then you're like why are you coming to this if you don't know if you want to actually do it because this is something that you don't want to turn into a sale kind of like industry which it looks like it's eventually going to turn into. 
yeah with that. like with like like your industry like people see it they see life coach they see it as like a easy avenue yeah like like if at the start it is like if you just want to be some half-ass but if you actually don't want to do well with it you need to put those hours and hours of research in mm. but it's like with like same with like photography how like anyone can get out there and take a photo and then charge money but like if you want to be like top of your industry you have to put those hours and hours of worth of hard time hard work into it like to make like those different edits add your own little way but you have to find your like it's in the photography scene you have to find your own way but also be unique which is so hard mm. which is hard too because with um social media these days everyone can just jump on the bandwagon yeah. and not actually have the passion for it so they see all these people making big money on it and they just jump onto it yeah and so it's like for example like photography people just jump on buy a camera and they go charge x amount of hundred dollars to take a picture I have no idea how to edit but just take the picture and then yeah. send it with no editing on it yeah like like i remember when i first saw like a lot of like professional shoots like this is going back years i'm like oh i really like that camera but it was not, it's actually not even the camera because it doesn't matter what camera you have a good photo is a good photo you don't need a good camera to take a good photo 100 hmm. percent. yeah and um and i think that's what most people miss out on it's like you don't need those like the best quality stuff it's all the behind the work kind of sense yeah. if that makes sense yeah yeah i need to double check <laughs> i had me freaking for a second uh, i don't think it's connected <laughs> uh, no it should be that's why it's on uh, yeah. uh, okay fuck it let's see we're going yeah keep going yeah should be right. yeah that'd be sweet but yeah it's like um all the same so it's like like how anyone can just jump, jump in. Ones, yeah, jump into like any industry now and be, you know, the semi-best one. And I guess it's who, and it's those people that get the loudest voices yeah. out of everyone. Yeah. It makes it very difficult for, say, if someone's actually very passionate about the up and come. Yeah. it's It also comes down to like, I hate to say this, but especially in like the photography scene, especially within your industry, it's not about what you know it's about who you know yeah like if you like if you know someone who's like that's like a wedding photographer and they're doing really well but they're overworked then you can pick up work through that and by that you also get a name by being associated with someone but it it's also at the same time it's a bad thing because like the, you see a lot of these photographers and videographers going out there they're getting connected with like social media influences and stuff but they're not becoming known as their own person as a photographer or videographer but they're getting known as that person's photographer that person's videographer mm. which is like if that if that's what you want then that's cool but like if you actually want to be known for your art then it's not really it doesn't really help you yeah you kind of got to be that more independent but it's hard too because with the influencers they just want that one kind of photographer that take they can take around all the time yeah like a lot of uh, female influencers you like I, I might be making a broad assumption here, but a lot of them have, like a lot of them are dating videographers, uh, videographers and photographers, and it's just crazy like how it works. Like why like these people aren't getting known for doing their art; they're getting known to be for working with like, the same person, mm, for being with that person instead of being for their art. Yeah, yeah. like 
Like, it's all good if you just want to use that to get in, like, in your foot in the door far out. But, like, if you want to be known for your art, then it's probably not best for you. Nah, definitely not at all. <laughs> you need to kind of branch out of your surf. And that's with, that's with any art form or any kind of industry. Like, especially if you do want to do something, like, big or a bit different, out of the nine-to-five kind of stuff, you have to branch out of your kind of friend circles who yeah. you know. Otherwise, you're just not going to get anywhere you want to go. And yeah. that's the best thing with social media. It's like you got all these, as you were saying before, you got all these groups now that you can just yeah. chuck a post in and you yeah. have like 100 comments, yeah, for example, like, one or two actually. And that's all you need to get your foot in the door. Yeah. Like it's, like social media is good. It's re- like a really good platform. Like, like Instagram and Facebook are really good. The only issue with them is when you jump on them, like I find this with myself, I'll jump on it having like a purpose to go message someone or like contact like a certain group about doing a photo shoot or something. And I'll get, I'll just accidentally get on my newsfeed and I'll go through, I'll just find a video and then I'll be, there's like three hours going already and I'm yeah. like, they'll get off it. I'm like, oh, what did I have to do? Yeah, you get yeah. distracted so yeah. easily. It's like, so you even like, cause even like news companies just bombard your newsfeed now. Like you don't even have to follow them anymore. And it's like, bang, 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 yeah. next news thing or like what's happening in the local area and then you just click on it and then you're like lost for like 10, 15 minutes and yeah. you get what you're doing on there. Yeah, it's so hard, but it's like, no, that's like where discipline comes in. Like mm-hmm. if I'm not disciplined in regards to not looking at them, then I will probably get stuffed over hard because that's like my main form of communication with models and stuff until like I start using like my email and stuff, which I, which I rarely use, but like just going on social media and then you could be waiting there like two or three days for a photo shoot, like for a response. And then they'll just come back to you and be like, hey, no, we can't do it. Hmm. And you'd be like, okay, well, I've just lost like a lot of time. The other like hard thing with email too is like, how many people get spammed with like email, junk email that goes into their main, like say inbox area. And then all your important stuff goes into the junk mail. So oh. you never actually see it. I was talking to a friend about it the other day and I'm like yeah all my important stuff goes in the junk mail and I don't see it and you get like so you get a random bill or something that's actually important and you're like oh crap that's due today or um, I was meant to get to that last week yeah like that like I always cough like like I have two emails like if I'm signed up to something where I think it might where I might receive junk mail mm. I use like my old one yeah and then like all my important stuff goes to like my normal one but it's such a hard connection to make like email like it's so I feel like email is outdated, but it's also still in date. It's a more yeah. formal way yeah. of communication. It's definitely, it's the same with like phone calls and stuff too. Like you don't yeah. want to answer an unknown number because you think it's like, you know, a telemarketer or someone trying to sell you something. Yeah. Even though it could be that like next deal coming yeah. up. Yeah, like you don't know, which is so hard. But I feel like that comes down to you just like, you just have to like jump. Like you can't, like, Answer that phone call, it might be like you're flying overseas or something. Like someone yeah. could be like doing that for you. Mm. But yeah, you just gotta be comfortable with what you do. 100%. So um, you're doing uni and stuff at the moment. So how are you finding that? Because you're doing photography at uni? So I'm doing a creative industries. So that, so creative industries is not so much based on the art form, it's more based on like working with like, uh, like commercial clients and clients. Like you'll get. So majority of our assignments are we network mm. and we communicate with clients. Like, so when we communicate with a client, a client will come up to us and they'll give us like a basic overview. 
Yeah. And where with that, we have to create like an art piece, which is, which sometimes is really hard, but sometimes it could be really easy. But it's just some of the art pieces we like, like last last semester, we got given a budget of forty to seventy thousand to build this like an art piece for North Shore, which right. is. Well, the way that the client explained it to us, which was the Queensland government, was that it was meant to be the next, like, South Bank. And they're saying it's still got 50 years on it. Oh, really? So yeah. you're going to try and, like, you know, do graphic design or, like, a design something that looks 50 years in the future? Oh, no. So you more so, like, they just want to get, like, traffic there because it's out at the old Hamilton Wharf. Oh, yeah. So they got, what they have? They had 2.4 hectares. They had three sections on it, and it was just... It's just crazy, but like that—that's like the type of stuff that you probably that you're gonna get within like this industry, like photography or art or any one thing. You're gonna get big things. Like what's his name? Course. He did a massive piece for I think it was over in Hong Kong, where he just put a massive blob thing in the river and they just dragged it down. Yeah. And then there was that rubber duck that they did, the big yellow rubber yeah, duck. Yeah. Was yeah, that the Canada one, or was that in China too? No, that was in Canada. But oh, you, yeah. you know that yeah. idea, the way it actually started was, he tore, he was talking to someone, I think he was having a coffee, and he just wrote, he just grabbed a bit of paper and drew it on a bit of paper mm. and gave it to him. And I'm like, what? And he's like, yeah, but I want to make this like thousand times bigger. Yeah. And they're like, holy shit. And then he got that. And yeah. so it also comes down to your rep, like your, like how people think about you. Yeah. Like, like if you, like you can get like a good artist who has like that's became very popular and a client will go to them because they're like they know what they're going to get whereas with like your new artists they don't really want to go with them because they don't really know what they're going to get mm. which makes it hard for us to get like your foot in the door and stuff yeah so this is yeah, definitely a difficult bit so um what was go back to 2019 so what was like the biggest hurdle you had to go across in 2019 or 2019 up? was like the biggest hurdle for me would have been like balancing like everything like like uni work and then like my photography so like at that point at one point I would be go to work work like a nine hour day go home do like an assignment for about half an hour uh, do an assignment for about like two hours or something and then I'll be and then after that I'll be burnt out and I'll be like all right I got photos to edit, so I have to edit the photos, and then having those photos ready within a week or so is still hard when you got like uni assignments and work. So it's like such a hard thing, especially for me as time management. Mm. But like, it's, it's just something that I just have to work on. Yeah, it's a hard thing to exclusive when you are starting out, is that you're juggling all these other things too, because you can't. You can't just go straight, straight into it. You gotta rely on. You still gotta go to your like main job. Which yeah. That's your main source of income at the moment, and then say so you got uni at the moment. So you're yeah. still learning. So you've got all these things from the starting point, and I guess that's why people don't do the side hustle kind of thing. Yeah. There's so much work you have to put behind the scenes, but it pays off at the end. Like yeah. In the next, it might take five, ten years, but at the end of the day is. Yeah, it pays off. Like, um, I was part of this webinar, so it's like a seminar online. Mm. And these couple, they've been, so there was a main, so there was a, there's a photographer. She's been doing weddings for 10 years. Then her husband joined her about halfway through that journey. She started off charging $100, $200. Then she went up to about five and $600. And now they charge, between the two of them, 
their cheapest package is like 16k. <laughs> yeah. They they broke um, seven figures last year as photographers, and I was like, that's pretty hectic. And it's, you can charge that kind of money, and people don't think you can, but people are willing to pay that kind of money. It's like business coaching. People pay 10 grand for yeah. one, one session for an hour. Yeah, and they just like they have the money. Yeah. They? And so all you have to do is build that brand up. Like, you could probably get the same person and probably do it for a brand. Yeah. They'll probably know just as much, but because that person has a bigger brand, yeah. you can charge up $10,000. Yeah, which is crazy. Mm. So, um, oops, I don't know, when we started filming. <laughs> um, uh, I think we're all good. Yeah, I think we've, I think we've got like 10 minutes. Um, So um, I guess you've done a little bit, like you looked into investing and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I did. So um, what kind of stuff are you investing currently or have you started yet? Like with investing? Um, yeah. So when I was looking at investing, I wanted to invest in like certain companies, but I, I, I was a little unsure about like how shares worked. Mm. As weird as it sounds, like I know you get a share and like you own like a percentage of the company, but I never knew like how someone justified that. Cause like some companies have shares they go for $10,000 a share. Then there's companies that have a share that's like, like a dollar if that. But I never really got into that. Like it always like kind of worried me a little bit. And especially the way the market's going, like there's like massive, like the trade wars between like China and the US, which is really screwing over a lot of people, but it's also helping like the US, like uh, one of the biggest tariffs that Trump put on was the steel. Mm. And as bad as it is, he put 60,000 jobs back into Detroit with that because they had to go through a local market instead of going overseas to get it, which is as bad as it sounds like the people are paying more, but they're keeping like people getting more jobs and stuff. So yeah, it kind of helps out with that. That's a hard thing with shares too, because there's so many, like when you get into it all, it's not as basic as you think. No, it's not. Like there's are basic ways to invest, but once you want to do individual, individual shares and then learn about the dividends, how they work, yeah. and then today's market's pretty, I wouldn't say it's hard, but like everything's so expensive, it's overpriced, because yeah. interest rates are so low everywhere too. So yeah. it's like, it's kind of a hard time to, if you want to jump in, jump in. But then they do say like, there's no actual good time to jump in. It's just yeah. getting as early as you can. Yeah, like if you say, if you don't jump in today, it's going to be worse than jumping in tomorrow. tomorrow. Yeah. Like you're going to be, it's just like, you have to take the leap mm. and maybe you hit like a hard spot, but then it was, like, usually you will go over, like you, you'll pass it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's about being there the longest because like, I guess with investing, it's about thinking about long-term, not short-term, but everyone yeah. thinks about it, well, it's gambling, but like, it isn't really. If you sit there for 10, 15 years, you'll make money guaranteed. Yeah. What is it, S&P 500 is like guaranteed it's at five, 6% each year or something on average? Or is it more? I don't actually know. I'm not, I actually haven't had much to do with the investing scene yeah. for a lot, for like a little while now. Yeah, because I've taken a step back from it too, so I yeah. concentrate on more like this kind of stuff, because it is, you do have to do your research into yeah. that, otherwise you kind of get stuffed over. Yeah, like if you don't love that stuff, it is, you, it's like pretty much dragging an anchor, man. Yeah. But that's where I like, I never, I, I was always set on doing like the business, like lifestyle and everything. I was dead set on it. And then I became, and then I started doing art as like a way through to like business. But and then I found like a weird love for art. Like I couldn't, like with art, I could just really, like do really well with it 
But then when it came to business, it was just so hard to focus and everything. Yeah, I guess that's the thing with like, I guess, I mean, art and business, you can kind of combine the two together yeah. a little bit. But then it's like, also when you start that business, you've got all the art skills, so yeah. you have to hire all that, yeah. or you know what they're kind of doing. Yeah, that's how a lot of like business people, like especially within the YouTube scene, that's, how, that's where they're doing really well. So a lot of them had to film themselves and everything. Yeah. So when they go to market, they know what, they, they can do it all themselves. They're not paying some marketing agency up with the like 10 grand for one ad. Yeah, because you've got to be able to be very diverse these days and be yeah. that one person because yeah. people ask for a lot of money for like little things. Yeah. Sometimes you do need those people, but not all the time. Yeah, like you you got to be like, you got to be, so you, you got to follow the trend, but you got to be different in the trend by yourself, which is yeah. which is so hard, hard to find. Everything's been almost, not everything's been done, but it's very hard to be like unique or you get called out for being a slight copier. Yeah, and everyone's just like, but it's yeah. just how it is. Mm. That's it. Um, so where can we find you on your social medias with your photography, bro? So it's CL underscore underscore photography. Mm. For Instagram, I think that's all I have at the moment. I haven't started up a Facebook page yet. Yeah. Yeah. Get onto that soon. Yeah, I'll right. yeah, <laughs> yeah. get on it. Yeah, get onto that. And I'll link them all up for you and that. So, oh, um, cheers, buddy. That's all good, great. Uh, final question What's the legacy you want to create? I So, the legacy I want to create, I want to create a magazine. Mm. I want to create a photography magazine where it's, it's not the same old shit, but I, I kind of want to make it like a social media, but like where people can actually take it home and they can keep it. Mm. Like with social media, if we get like, there's like a blackout ever. There's all the photos going and everything. Like, all the cameras and stuff will go. That's why a lot of people are going back to film. Mm. Yeah. Because as soon as you get that blackout, it's yeah. 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 Yeah, you're done. That's why a lot of people keep a lot of gold around. Mm. Because gold still keeps its value, even if the market crashes and everything. Mm. That's it, man. Yeah. Cheers for coming on anyway, uh, bro. Yeah, all good. Cheers. Wow.